Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring the youth. Good morning, what's poppin'? I'm Idania Perez here, and you're listening to the youth on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Today's crew includes the corner store, that must be Angel, Anthony, and Alicia. <laughs> it is August 12th, and as usual, we start the show with our COVID-19 rundown. Worldwide, we see five Worldwide, we see over 5.23 million confirmed cases and 2.63 million recovered confirmed cases. 5.15 million cases of which are from the U.S. alone. Closer to home here in Florida, we see a total of about 543,000 cases and 8,000 deaths. Even with these high numbers, students at a number of schools in Cherokee County, um, in, in Georgia, I'm having such a hard time pronouncing these names in Georgia have tested positive for the coronavirus during the first week of school. This district began school August 3rd and 1,993 students tested positive, including staff. As of Wednesday, 1,156 students and 36 staff members specifically were quarantined including the family that lives with them. What does this mean for the fate of schools? How long are we gonna remain in this limbo, you know, of putting people's lives at risk? I'll start us off here. I don't understand why we're going to school in the first place. I mean, we left schools with not even close to the amount of cases that we have now. So what would be the purpose to go back to school? I don't even think there's a hesitation I understand that, yeah, like, it's at the beginning, it was an uncertainty. So that's why we got out of school. But still, there's more cases than there are. There's more cases today than there were in March when we left school. So I don't understand the whole, the even the decision to, oh, should we go virtual or should we go physical? It shouldn't be a hesitation. I mean, we're talking about kids' safety and st- teacher safety as well it's you can't you can't put people at risk like that and you you have to give them a choice if they want to go that's on them they can't they can't sue you for something that's on them that was their choice if you want them to go physically you have to give them a choice you can't just force them to go to school physically it's definitely ironic that we closed, that schools closed down at such low numbers. And now, you know, we're opening back up with all these high numbers. And I completely agree with you. Like, it really shouldn't be a debate. You know, we do see the schools that do open in the county and states that do open their schools are facing really high numbers of positive cases. And it's just, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I totally agree with both of you guys. Whereas, like, schools, we close on schools, like, low cases compared to now when they're, like, rushing to open schools for some reason. But at the same time, like, I don't know. It's weird. A lot of, like, I feel like they're opening schools because, like, this, well, first of all, their fundings. And also, like, students are not learning anything online. So a lot of people are rushing to open schools. Like, even parents want schools to open. That's probably why they're sending their kids to school. Because, like, nothing from them being home, nothing is really helping them. But I 
definitely disagree. I think what is it is helping them being home because they're not ca- catching a sickness and spreading it all around, and then more people get in, and then all these stuff, all this stuff happens. So on Georgia's part, I think it was very dumb of them to open schools. Like, even if you were to open schools, like they're doing in like Dade County, like wait a little, like wait to see what the numbers are, to see if there's like the vaccine works, like to see many things. Like we could just wait, be patient, wait, and then we go to school like at a normal time when like the cases are really low, low to no cases, in my opinion. So I don't think it was a good idea that they opened schools and I don't think it made any sense. I completely agree. I mean, like I said, it's kind of ironic that we closed with pretty low cases and now so many schools and counties are opening back up at higher cases. I mean, thankfully, our school is going virtual until further notice, but there's still many schools that are, you know, kind of debating whether or not they should open back up, whether they should go virtual, whether they should do a hybrid And obviously I can't say, you know, how the students choose because students are most likely gonna choose virtual, but that's probably for a reason. I mean, why are we gonna put ourselves and our loved ones in danger? Like, I get the point that Alicia made, like funding wise and, you know, getting our education, but at the end of the day, we're in a global pandemic and obviously funding is taking is going to be very different everything is very different we're still trying to you know accustomed to this new normality and rushing to normalcy or to what we think is normalcy isn't going to help us because the numbers are just going to rise and at the end of the day like at the end of the day we're just going to see such a spike in numbers even after we're seeing the a decrease because don't get me wrong, our numbers are really high, but we are seeing a decrease. But we are nowhere near the numbers we were at the beginning of this. And it's definitely just way too dangerous. And it's it's just, it's kind of, I don't want to say selfish of the schools because I understand where they're coming from. But Georgia, Georgia, come on. All those students and staff members that them and their family have to quarantine comes as a result of you opening the schools, yet there are still schools that are wondering, huh, you know, it didn't work out in Georgia, it didn't work out in Indiana, but maybe, just maybe, it'll work out if we open up our schools. It's it's hypocritical at the end of the day. I don't, I still don't understand that it's, It's a very weird dynamic, like I said, to open with this amount of cases when you closed with not even close to the amount of cases we have today. I mean, can it work? Maybe, but it needs to take almost perfect execution. And it's tough for kids to not only self-police themselves, but for the teachers and the students in the school to know that they don't have it. Because they're not just going to have tests at their disposal. They can't just be like, oh, you're going to get tested every day. Like Tests aren't that common. They're they're only for special use. And I don't think every single school in America is going to test every single student every day. So for starters, you do have to self-police yourself. And then you have to realize that if you're running a school... And you have, like, 
for some reason you need to open the schools physically, you have to give choice. You can't just throw the kids in there. That's is it's making it a free for all. It's a COVID petri dish right there. You can't you you cannot be doing that. It's not even only that. It's the fact that like those kids do not care. Like in the picture I saw, most of them were not wearing a mask. Like like the school makes you go to school, whatever. At least do what you have to do to like be safe. Make sure you don't get other people contaminated or with the same disease that you have. Like wear a mask. This is literally not that hard. I agree. I mean, I unless my mama dragged me to school, I wouldn't show up. I'm sorry. I love you guys. I love Frank. I love the amigo. I love being there. But unless my mama grabbed me by the ear and dragged me to slam, you're not gonna see me there. And if she did, I would wear a mask. I would pull up in a gloves. I'd pull up in a whole hazmat suit. I do not care if I look weird. If I look like that one guy from Breaking Bad, I do not care. I'm going to be safe myself. But thankfully, SLAM is going virtual. And mind you, most of the cases in Georgia came from an elementary school. So that poses an even bigger question because how are we going to handle kids and opening schools while COVID. Either way, after considering the numbers, there's no doubt there are risks involved with any activity, you know? So this next segment, we're kicking it old school. See you on the other side. You're listening to The Youth, Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. We'll be back with the youth on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. Did you take steroids? Hold down. Did you take steroids? Why, how can I but do why, all of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? He's not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? Why not? I'm asking him. I bet you he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Just tell me, no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. He ate us. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 
My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, this is K9, and you're listening to Slam Radio Series 6M 145. And now we're back with the youth on Series 6M 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back to the youth here on Slam Radio Series 6M Channel 145. This segment, we're taking it back to the 90s. Blockbusters have been around since 1985 and were most popular in the 90s for home movies and video game rentals. Unfortunately, they began to disappear in 2010 and now only one remains. But that's okay. Don't worry, you 90s babies. The world's last blockbuster video store in Bend, Oregon is available to rent as an Airbnb for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity 90s themed sleepover, including movies, chips, candy, and sodas, specifically from the 90s. I would like to get your thoughts. Would you visit? And if you had to choose, if you ended up going, what 90s movie would you choose to watch? So you see, my issue here is, while 90s movies are great, I haven't watched a lot of them. I would, if I were to go to this sleepover here, I would probably watch a movie that I have not watched. And that movie would probably be, believe it or not, Frank, you may, you may laugh at this one. I would probably watch Happy Gilmore. I have not seen this movie. You've but I, never seen that I movie? Love, I, don't, I know, I never have. I've always wanted to see it, but I just never had the opportunity to see it. So yes, I would watch this movie. If it's a long sleepover, I'd probably throw in some Space Jam in there. I have watched Space Jam, but I just I love Space Jam. It's a great movie. Yes, I'm a very sports guy, if you can't tell. Um as No, the, I couldn't tell that that Slam Radio sports director was a sports guy. Yeah, I had, no, I have I, no I idea. Think, yeah, maybe maybe I'd throw in a little bit of you got game in there, Frank? With Denzel Washington and Jesus Shuttlesworth. So yeah. Maybe there's a few movies that I would try and watch here and there. As for the food, 
I'm not necessarily sure what I would be snacking on because I ain't too familiar with the 90s food. This 2005 kid, you know, he ain't got those 90s jeans. Well, I mean, Frank Frank is kind of busy, but I would appreciate if he could kind of, I got you, you, I got you, I got you. Listen, Give us his expertise in the snacks and movies of the 90s. Listen, I got you. Why? Because Blockbuster Video was my second home. Now, you guys have it very easy because you guys, all you got to do is open up an app on your phone or go on your computer and type in whatever streaming service you go search for. But when you were a kid, the same way with music, when you were a kid, you had to take your ass to the car. Hold on. Time out. First of all, you had to convince your parents to take you to the Blockbuster video because they were the ones with the membership card. They were the ones with the money and they were the ones with the car. So without any of that, this was impossible. But man, you were just going, you would start on one wall and you would just kind of go around the store because around the outside of the stores were where all the new releases were. On the inside is where you got the video games and all your, you know, all the movies that like had already been out for a while. But man, I definitely miss it because of the experience of looking for movies has totally changed because now you can kind of start watching a movie and after five minutes you're like, ah, I'm bored of this and you go to the next one. So you don't necessarily appreciate it as much. When you kind of had it there to uh, in front of you, you kind of were stuck with your choice. So regardless whether it was good or not, like that was what it was. And Blockbuster all taught us one very, ca- one very important catchphrase throughout the entire 90s until DVDs came out that was, be kind, rewind. Definitely. I mean, I had to get, you know, the only 90s person we have here on the youth, we had to get his input, his input. And Alicia, come on, I haven't heard from you. I know there's some kind of 90s movie you must be a like a complete geek over. Not a complete geek because I'm not a movie fan, but I would have to say a movie that I could keep watching over and over again, like number one. I have like a top three, but number one has to be Matilda. Like that movie never gets old to me. Like Matilda's a really good movie. It's a classic. Like I don't, if no one has seen Matilda, like you haven't lived your life. That's Anthony like, has probably not seen it. That's embarrassing. I have seen this movie before. Believe yeah, I think seen Matilda, dude. Matilda was so ahead of its time. That that's a it classic. Really I love it that really movie. Was. Like I could watch it today and like be convinced that it was made like two weeks ago. That movie is amazing. I also like the the Parent Trap. I I don't know. I like kid movies for some reason. The Parent Trap was a nineties movie. Yeah, it came out in nineteen ninety eight. Dude, but like the nineties has like such great movies. I mean, you have The Nightmare Before Christmas, Silence of the Lambs, which is one of my favorite movies. You have Edward Scissorhands. You have obviously Matilda. Hocus Pocus is one of my sister's favorite movie. And I think the corner store probably has a favorite '90s movie. What do you think? Give me a second because if you can hear, there's probably an airplane passing above me. Uh, okay, now it's gone. <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Because Dan, Dan, you dragged me to your house and you made me watch Silence of the Lambs. Yes, Angel. It, since Angel, it. I mean, the corner store is my best friend, and Silence he told the, me the lamb slaps though for real. He that told me he slaps. had never seen that movie. And I was like, what? It's one of my favorites. You have to watch it. So I made him sit down and watch it. But aside from that, like, Forrest Gump, I'm surprised Frank didn't say anything about Forrest Gump. That's another movie I haven't seen, believe it or not. You haven't seen Anthony. I know what it's about. No, I know exactly what it's about. I know the entire plot of the movie. I've just never sat down and watched it. 
Yeah, my oh, dad has this on DVD. That. Have y'all seen Clueless? Yeah, I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. Dude, that's super lame. Yo, has anyone here seen the Iron Giant? Yes. 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 That. Yeah, that's that's a good movie. That's a great movie. But I think, like, my ultimate favorite movie from the '90s has to be. You guys probably don't know it. This is like a super underground movie that not a lot of people know. To Wong Fu, thanks for everything. Julie Newmar. If you have mm-hmm. never seen that movie, you need to watch it. It is amazing. Frank, have you seen Tu Wong Fu? Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Um, no, I have not seen it. I mean, I've heard of it, but I never got to see it. By the way, before you go to break, uh, Migo wants to put his input too because he's like, "Oh wait, you're the only old one around here." So just letting. Oh, know. he's there. I'm sorry. I thought he was born in the seventies. My bad. Well, I mean, he's still, he, he still lived through the 90s, though. I was born in the 60s, for your information. He was what born in the 60s? The late 60s, You're yes. You're older than my mom. I'm older than all what? your moms. Do you, you've, this You're is so now old. that you've come to this determination. Most of my students' parents are younger than me. Very few are older than me. I have no idea. No idea. Have you ever seen Tu Wang Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar? No, I have not. But if I'm going to watch a 90s movie, right, I'm going to do a Airbnb at a Blockbuster, right? Frank, is Night at the Roxbury a 90s movie? It absolutely is. That's the one I want to see. Late 90s, but yeah, it is. Bet That's you guys, late 90s. And by the way, late I'm 90s, calling you though. out on BS. You have never seen Happy Gilmore. Anthony said he didn't. I, he said I he never would. have. No, not Anthony. I know Anthony hasn't seen it. I don't believe Idania has seen Happy Gilmore. Idania, have you seen I don't believe Idania has seen... Who do you think you're talking to? Oh, to Idania, who has I've not seen, seen Happy, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore and is willing to tell me she has on radio? I have seen Happy Really? Gilmore. Who's the main star? Like, the name of the actor or the yeah, character? Yeah, just the actor. If you give me that, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i stop badgering you. I swear, isn't it Adam? Yeah, it's Adam. Of course it is. I said it, and I, I hadn't even watched the movie. It, you wasn't it on, like, Netflix? It was on Netflix for a while. For a it was on time. Netflix for, like, three months. For a long so time. there, I, that's what I would watch. Night at the Roxbury. I've never seen that. Uh-huh. I can confirm I've never now seen you that. Now you haven't lived until you've seen Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, I can Hold confirm on. that. Hold on, Dad. Yes, sir. No, 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 He Got Game? You're not watching He Got, he got Game? No, nah, no. No, because really? I want to entertain and laugh, oh. right? It's one I'm of those movies that if you up. see Hold it on. 10 times, you laugh 10 times. Ooh, if you see it 15 ooh. times, you laugh 15 times. Yeah, I know. You're talking about Dumb and Dumber. I'm sorry? You're talking about Dumb and Dumber. Wow, Dumb and Dumber sucks. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Dang. So there you but go. Like, That's my addition to that. one out of, there's the so many great 90s movies. And that that's the one you choose? Yes. Because I could go with Forrest Gump, but it's a long movie. And I'll probably fall asleep. I mean, it's a 90s theme sleepover. You're kind of supposed to eventually fall asleep. She's got you there, Larry. Yeah, I'm fine with Night at the Roxbury. That's my choice. Thank you. That's lame, but okay. Thank you, amigo, for giving us your input. I love hearing all your thoughts. I think we should totally have a a 90s night, just, you know, or a 90s Zoom in this case. On the other side, though, we're talking equality. You're listening to Youth Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145.
Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today, here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two Aniga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on two Aniga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Two Aniga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Two Aniga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Two Aniga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Two Aniga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with the youth on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Flowers are beautiful, but they become even more so when carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's. At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, Hundreds of thousands carry different colored flowers, signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day, there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor. Slam Radio is more than just a radio station, but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Slam Radio and everybody a part of Slam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will forever be thankful and I know they got my back just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. Yo, this is K9 and you're listening to Slam Radio Series 6M 145. And now we're back with the youth. On Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We are glad to have you back here on The Youth. You're listening to Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. This segment, we're talking about Black Lives Matter. In 
give me a second here. I have such a hard time pronouncing this. I tried over the break, but if I say it wrong, correct me. Pittsboro in North Carolina. Did I say it right, Anthony? You got to hype me up. I don't know if I said it right. I think you did. In Pittsboro, North Carolina, the community raised money to rent a billboard along Highway 64 that read Black Lives Matter. The problem? It was in front of a massive Confederate flag. The property owner, Sam White, demanded it be taken down, stating that he will personally use a chainsaw to take it down because, and I quote, the new phrase BLM means burn, loot, and murder, not Black Lives Matter. I know us here at the youth are big advocates for Black Lives Matter and big advocates for equality. That's all we ever talk about. And I know most of us feel really passionate about this. So I just want us to I wanted to get your input on what this man is saying. And I mean, he he kind of threatened to personally take it down with a chainsaw. I feel like that's a really extreme method. And Black Lives Matter meaning burning, loot, and murder? Um, I'm not quite sure that's, that's what that's, BLM stands yeah, for. That's a little bit too far on that one. I I don't agree with that. I'm sorry, I just, I don't, I mean, again, I've stated this multiple times, people need to get out of the mentality that whites are better than blacks, I still don't understand why we're having this issue, I mean, Black Lives Matter, I know the the, the whole brand has been around for a few years, but the Black Lives have mattered forever, I, I don't understand why there's still been issues and people still think that whites are superior to other races. And this just goes beyond blacks. This goes to Hispanics, to Asians, to anything. If you're not pure white, you're pretty much a minority. And it, it sucks. It, it sucks a little bit because I'm not saying all whites are bad. No, that's not what I'm saying. But some people have the mentality that because they're white and because they're born in America, they're superior to blacks, Hispanics, Asians, and all that stuff. All all the other races. And it's sickening. We we cannot live in a society like that. People always want to talk about world peace. We we need to get past this first if we even want a chance at world peace. I definitely agree with Anthony. Um honestly, I don't like so uh, in conversations like this, it's like, I don't even know what to say. It's like anything, everything, anything I say, it's like, doesn't like no one really listens to you. Especially like Anthony said, unless you're like pure white, you're a minority in this state or in this country. And I do not think or agree with that. That is like super unacceptable because everyone plays a role in this world. Like, it's not like the whites cannot handle this world on their own. And I'm going to say that with my chest. Like if this world was just white people, this world would be completely nothing because every, every ethnicity, national, like everybody plays a different role. They do different things and they help out in this world in like one way or the other. So I don't think bringing others down works. And for them saying what BLM stands for, like, I honestly don't care what you think it stands for because you'll always be wrong in my eyes. Like, 
I know what it stands for. You guys know what it stands for. And that's literally all that matters. And we know what we're fighting against and what we're fighting for. And I'm pretty sure, and I know, not pretty sure. I know one day we're going to be so hurt that the world, like, the world is going to completely change. Racism, hopefully, is going to go, like, not go away. That's impossible. But, like, it's going to diminish. And, like, a lot of things will be different because, like, the way the world is today, it, I, it is not okay. Like, sometimes I'm even scared to just walk out my house. Before, I used to be scared for my, like, brothers, my cousins, that like, the guys. But now... I'm scared for myself that's a girl, that's a young lady and stuff like that, which, like, now it's going too far, in my opinion. Alicia made a really good point with, um, you know, if there are only white people in the world, um, I'm going to go out here and say it. If the world was only white people, the food would be trash. I said it. There. I said it. I said it. Don't get me I'm wrong. There wouldn't be no pan con bistec, that's <laughs> there it. There wouldn't be no pan con bistec. There won't be no tacos al pastor. Like, the food would be complete garbage. Yes, the corner store, the corner store is allowed to speak in this segment as well. But, I mean, the come on. The corner store Hello, corner store. How are you? What would you like to input uh, into this segment? Uh, legalistically. And then just a random rant uh legalistically if that guy decides to go for chinsa and tear down a sign he's gonna get into a lot of trouble he's gonna get fined i like to say and then again it is on his property it is on his property well okay yes but put it like this that that sign did they pay for it or did they just put it no i'm pretty sure they paid for it because the community raised money to put it up all right, then. So if they paid for it, legally speaking, they're allowed to do it. Regardless of it being on his property or not, they can put it there. I think, like, if he didn't want it there, a better uh, choice of action would be like, hey, listen, can you just move this from here, put it in another place? But to threaten and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to grab a chainsaw. I'm going to tear it down. He could get... I wouldn't say he would really be thrown in jail. It's minor to be thrown in jail, but he would have a heavy fine. And on top of that, he would probably be put, what, bail, bond, house arrest, something around there. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. It's excessive. I believe you can just request for the, the actual sign to be changed. The question is, was it like an electronic billboard or was it like a regular billboard? No, it was like regular, like... You know how I, they use like, the, the paper? You can request to, oh, I don't like what's on the billboard. It's, in, it's technically on his property. I think, I think so, too. Like, I think that was really extreme to be like, either take it down or I'm going to grab my chainsaw and I'm going to take it down myself. Like, I think that's, like, way too extreme. And either way, another city in North Carolina is going to put up an even bigger Black Lives Matter sign because, you know, they're like, oh, so that city wanted to do this? Bet we're going to do it bigger. So it may not be in Pittsburgh, but it's going to be in some other North Carolina city and it's going to be an even bigger sign. And right before, you know, before we go to break, I kind of I want you guys to tell me, you know, you could get as poetic, as spiritual as you want. But I want you to answer this question for me, because this man said that BLM stands for burn, loot, murder. 
you know, that's what black, that's what the BLM means for him. So I'll start it off. Um, I would like to know what BLM or what Black Lives Matter means to you. For me, Black Lives Matter means justice. It means fighting. It means standing up for what you believe in and for equality. It means fighting for something that we should have been had years ago. It means equality. It means justice. It means happiness. Black Lives Matter, BLM, is a movement, yes, for Black lives, but also for the equality of everyone, the equality that people deserve. Anthony? Me, Black Lives Matter is, it's it's the statement of the fact that there's still racism going on in this country. And while I don't see Black Lives Matter in a negative light, like the movement, I see the, just its existence and the fact that we're trying to make this movement to end racism as a bad thing because this should have been over a long ass time ago. I'm sorry for the French, but... A very long time ago, this should have been over. And to see people still fighting over this, it, it's very upsetting. It's very frustrating to me. I don't understand why we cannot just live in a society where we understand that people come from different places and people have different races and we respect each other. I I, I still, it, it boggles, it, I don't get it. I just don't, I don't understand. I agree with what Edania had said. Black Lives Matter to me means justice. Like, and we're gonna keep saying it till justice is served, period. I don't care. Like, I don't think anyone is ever going to get tired of saying that because it's just it people I feel like people have to understand that Black Lives Matter and for those that say all lives matter, I completely agree, but Black Lives Matter too. And I think people need to understand that. And it, many people do not understand that. Or they just say it, just to say it, but they don't have a meaning to what they're saying. That's a really good point. I mean, all lives matter. Yeah, I agree, all lives matter. But all lives can't matter until Black lives matter. Like, how are you going to, you know, demean Black lives? When yeah, like there's no such thing as all lives mattering. Black lives need to matter too, if all lives are going to matter. Exactly. Like, you know, black lives are part of all lives. So how are you going to say all lives matter without trying to protect the lives and rights of black lives? It kind of it's a bit, you know, ironic, hypocritical, whatever you want to call it. And I the reason I asked this question was not only because of the burn, loot and murder comment that um, Mr. Sam White made. It's also because we see a lot of people use Black Lives Matter almost as a form of clout, as we would say, as a form of, you know, getting attention like, oh, I support Black Lives Matter. So all the people that support Black Lives Matter are going to follow me and they're going to like all my posts and all my TikToks. And that's not what the movement is. It really isn't. So that's why I asked, because I know us here are the youth. We're very passionate about that. And we don't use Black Lives Matter as a form of clout or attention we, it's something that we genuinely believe in and that we're getting tired of having to repeat quite honestly like uh, go Captain, ahead corner store the corner store can, can, can the corner store speak yes all right look 
Black Lives, okay, BLM, all right? Uh, just because it's, uh, it's an abbreviation for Black Lives Matter, all right? That's the coined phrase for it. That being said, you could interpret it whatever other way you want to say it. Just the three letters BLM. You could say bacon, lettuce, and mayonnaise. All right, but that's not my point. My point is uh, that black lives do matter, you know, and all lives are gonna matter, including black lives matter. And just because one white person or a multitude of white people don't like black people or Asian people or Europeans or any other kind of race, that doesn't mean that they don't matter. That doesn't mean that they have no value and that they do not count as part of this world. But at the end of the day, view it as you'd like to view it. The world would not be what it is without every race that is in the world. Here in the US, for example, every product in the US isn't really American made. It's made from China, products come from Thailand, products come from Europe, from the African continent, they come from all around the world. You can see it from everywhere it just comes. For point being, to wrap it up, because I'm, I'm, I'm ranting too much. Black lives matter, all lives are gonna matter, but just because one person or a few people don't like them will never take away the fact that black lives are always gonna matter and they're always gonna have worth. Exactly, I mean, here on the youth, it kind of feels dumb that we have to say, you know, black lives matter because, you know, we all know black lives matter and it should be something really, you know, it should be kind of common knowledge at this point to respect everyone and just have equal rights for everybody. It's kind of, it gets really tiring and it's really ironic. But when we get back here, today's a national day. See you on the other side. You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius SM, channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 
7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with the youth on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Flowers are beautiful, but they become even more so when carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's. At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, hundreds of thousands carry different colored flowers, signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day, there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor. Slam Radio is more than just a radio station, but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Slam Radio and everybody a part of Slam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will forever be thankful and I know they got my back just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. Yo, this is K9 and you're listening to Slam Radio Series 6M 145. And now we're back with the youth. On Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Welcome to our final segment here on The Youth, Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Today, I'm taking something from Amanda's book, a national day. Today is National Vinyl Records Day. And in case you didn't know, vinyl has been around since 1948. That's like before the Amigos, so that's a really long time ago. Just saying, you that's, know. That's like our landmark. Like if it's that's before <laughs> the Amigos' birth, then it, it's pretty old. It's that's ancient. Anything before the Amigos' birth is ancient, and anything from the Amigos' birth to um to his teenage years is old. Hey, hey you that's make it. That's old we've, age. We've decided it. No, no, d- don't tell me you're gonna get the amigo one. No. Yes. So it's before. No. Amigo- <laughs> you making fun of me being oldie, Danya? Anthony, would you like to? <laughs> oh, that was hysterical. That's. I don't even know how we didn't play a whistle on that. That was so funny. That was hysterical. Okay, I just want to let you know. I went to defend myself and I started laughing at myself, so I couldn't even do that. That was very funny. I'll, I'll digress. It's okay. We all do it. It's okay. It's fine. You know, don't worry about it. We still love you. That's what matters. So since it's National Vinyl Record Day, I don't know. I've always been a fan of vinyl records. I always wanted one, but like they're super expensive, so I never got one. And I don't know if you guys ever have, but I would like to know, you know, since we're kind of traveling back in time, what would you say is your one of your favorite songs and i mean like old and i know anthony's gonna go like 90s old but i mean like connie francis frank sinatra old like way back like the amigo listen to it as a kid type old 
it's gonna that's be tough. a tough one yeah yep. i don't i don't i don't know any old songs i'm not an old soul like the rest of you guys like that i literally do not listen to anything that is over 1990 i mean yeah over <laughs> 1990 after 1990 so, i mean no before 1990 yeah I mean, I know Amanda and Nicole are, like, really big, like, old souls here on the youth. And I know the corner store is also. Very, very, very. Uh, honestly, you could catch me probably around 9, 10, 11 at night, just laying in a hammock outside my house with the headphones on, just listening to the Beatles, Dionne Warwick, um, Gladys Knight, Stevie Wonder, uh, Elton John, Michael Jackson, just so many of them. Honestly, I, I can't even really name a favorite song because there's so many good songs. It's hard to pick which one is the best. I mean, look at Elton John just collaborating with Dionne Waterwick and Gladys Knight and Stevie Wonder in that song called That's What Friends Are For. Like, that's a good song. It's really catchy. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of, I I agree with you, Mr. Corner Store. I'm like a really, I don't want to say oldies fan at heart because I don't think I know as much music as an oldie fan does, but I'm a sucker for like oldies jazz. So like Willie Armstrong or like yes. Ella Fitzgerald. Yes. Oh my God. Never misses. Have, oh, actually, have any of you guys ever heard that song "La Vie en Rose" by uh, Yes, yeah, yeah. Lewis Armstrong? It's a classic. Yes, that was the, one. the first time I ever auditioned for anything, um, for any kind of voice practice. That was the song I used. If I can pick like music to like just describe music in one song, that would probably be the song. I can't even lie. For See, the my thing pick, is, Louis Armstrong just gives you such a like a nostalgic feeling. It's deep, like uh, his deep uh, voice. It's iconic. It's iconic. Bro, that song, what a wonderful world. Just that one's another really good night. one too. I'm telling I mean, you, I can't Louis don't miss. To, Louis don't miss. Honestly, I can't listen to that song though without thinking about Madagascar. So I kind oh, of yes. <laughs> yes, I remember that scene. I know exactly what you're talking about. I have. He's not so much a singer as he is a tenor, and he's really not that old. I think the guy's in, like, his 50s, 60s, somewhere close to, to the Amigos' age. He's old, but he's, he's not man. that old. Uh, he's a tenor. the thing is, Louis Armstrong was, like, the man with a trumpet. The man. Look, he, he was, was the man. He was the man. By the way, Danny, I know you said that I'm going to pick some 90s music, but I'm going to surprise you here. You ready? I listen to some Elton John here and there. One of my favorites is Goodbye Yellow Brick Road by Elton John. You know, I also like Layla by Eric Clapton from the 70s. The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. That's from like the 60s. I always love some Frankie. Not not you, Frank. Sorry, Frank. <laughs> but Frank Sinatra. He's, that, that's a king right there. Fly Straight Me to the Moon is like one of the most iconic songs. Of course it is. Didn't and, he do you know, um, when the moon hits the sky like a big? Um, that's I forgot his name, but oh my god, I, it's, I I'm on it, something like that. I forgot the guy's name. Amanda loves him. Oh my god! I wish Amanda was here to it's you know Dean kind Martin, of tell guys. us. It's Dean Martin. Let Let me see here. Um, 
trying to think. Dean Martin. There we go. Dean Martin. Got it. Dean Martin. But look, so, I, I mean, if you can't tell by my room, I'm a huge Yankee fan. So, I love Frank Sinatra. Just oh, by no that. way. Yeah, no way. Just by that notion, I love Frank Sinatra. Uh, New York, New York, probably one of my favorite songs of his. So, I I do have an older taste, um, Irania. I, I mean, do. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I was expecting you to pull up with, like, 90s rap. I was like, oh, there he I goes. Mean, yeah, I, I messed with that. I messed with that. But we're talking we're talking back in the day here. So I can't I can't go to that when you guys are talking about Louis Armstrong, you know? I mean, let me ask a question. Two different eras. Two different eras. Let, let me ask a question. Am I the only one here who actually has, like, physical vinyl discs? Yes, because I cannot afford physical vinyl discs. I right, always then. wanted one. Oh my All gosh. Right, I feel old now. Older ancient. I've always wanted vinyl records. Like it's something that I've like I it's just a dream of mine. Oh, hold on. Slow your roll there, Buckaroo. <laughs> do you hear that? Yes, I do. Thank you, Anthony. Finally, I can't beat you to the punch because I wasn't the one that had to say it. But thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Amigo, for chiming in. Thank you, Frank, for chiming in on our 90s segment. You're listening to Youth here at Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Bye! The views and opinions expressed on the youth are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio. The views and opinions expressed on the youth are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.